mic down. Jeez. Let me tell the story. You want me to tell the story? We just turned it on, right? Turn, We're going. You need, you need to turn your table around oh. so that way you can get it up. <laughs> get it up in there. Yeah. Get it all up in there. Yeah, get that thing up in your, in your space. There it is. There you go. Okay. Ooh. Um, see that hit? Anyways, uh, so I go hog hunting. My, I'm with my wife's partners, business partners, and my father-in-law's in town, and he goes, we all go. It's my first time ever, you know, hunting for anything. I don't give a damn what it is. I just have never gone, you know, done that. So uh, we get there. Friday, we don't hit anything. Saturday morning, now we've been out twice on Friday. Mm-hmm. At Got night. And so no, you, in the afternoon. Afternoon, okay. And then we came back, we ate dinner, and then we went back out at night. Okay. Still didn't. And y'all were thermal. Like you had thermal. Thermal. Yeah. yeah. At night, it was awesome, man. Yeah. And I'll tell you the one thing. Wasn't it like 90 degrees? No. No. <laughs> thermal <laughs> scopes. <laughs> You're serious, too. I, you, I, I was serious. Yeah. I thought you were talking about clothes. <laughs> so uh, we go out, and it's beautiful. Man. I, I tell you one thing that what I loved about it is, yeah, there's all the, the you know, the thermal, and, and you get, you know, the guns and you want, you know, the excitement to, of hunting and all that. And I had all that, man. I was nervy because mm-hmm. I just, yeah. you know, I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. But we came to a stop. We're on this Polaris and we came to the stop and it had to be, you know, midnight, close to midnight. And it was still, you know, and it reminded me when I, and the one thing, you know, is biblically always in the, in the Bible always says, you know, God says, you know, be still and know that I'm God. Right. You've seen that, right? He said, be still and know that I'm God. So I'm, you know, it was so quiet that you, I mean, there, there was nothing. There was no sound. And I look up and I see the stars, the Milky Way. I mean, everything, man. And it's just mm-hmm. absolutely, I know it was midnight and all, but it was absolutely beautiful, man. It was just stunning. It was like, that's the reason why I want to go back. Yeah, That's the reason I want to go back. So, we still don't care. We still don't get anything that night at all. Mm-hmm. The next morning, we go back out, and it's Saturday morning. We're about we got to leave because we're trying to get back and watch the Texas OU game. Oh yeah. Night. So we're up. We probably slept three hours. Mm-hmm. We get back up at five thirty. We go back or six o'clock. We go back out, and we still don't find any pigs. Can't find any hogs or whatnot. And then we uh, we're about headed back, and we see two coyotes run across. And now the rancher has told everybody, "Hey, you get hogs." Coyotes, mm. raccoons, you shoot them, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> other outside of deer, you couldn't deer hunt. You then don't leave and leave my cows alone. So, two coyotes run across the road, and I'm like, I'm, it's no big deal to me. I'm not even thinking about it. And they're like, oh, okay, here are two coyotes, and and they they're they're experienced hunters. They want yeah. me to do the shooting, yeah. right? So the coyotes run across, and there is they run across this the the Polaris. We come to a quick stop, and they're like, you know. They're across the wire. They're on the other, uh, other side of this wire. Uh-huh. And one of the partners says, hey, one of the buddies, uh, Scott, I'll say his name. Scott says, hey, man, just jump the fence and, you know, and shoot him. And I look and I'm like, jump the fence? That's freaking barbed barb wire. <laughs> like, I'm trying to hold on to my nutsack. You know what I mean? I mean, that, that was the mindset. Like, I'm not jumping barbed wire. So my father-in-law gets out. And again, he's an experience. He's been hunting since he was a three years old he gets out he holds the barbed wire down i end up getting over it carefully and and the coyote you would i thought that he was going to keep on running he stopped 
He's, huh. It was he the said, weirdest thing. I like, I like my dark meat. No, I love. <laughs> so, I gotta confess something, man. And my father in law is gonna hate me when I say this. So we get, you know, he gets over the barbed wire as well. And we're standing there, and I'm looking through the scope. I couldn't, you know, sometimes it's hard to find things through the scope, right? Mm -hmm. Especially when you're inexperienced. So I'm yeah. looking, and I see the, the, the coyote, and he's looking directly at me. He's looking at me, mm. <laughs> right? His head's up, looking right at me. He's probably about, I don't know, off a football field, about 30 yards yeah. off. He said, out. hey, he said, I'm good. This dude ain't getting and me. And li I've lined him up, and they're telling me, I can hear him, okay, you got you ready? Take it all safety, take it all, you know, and I'm yeah. like, it's all safety, and I'm ready to go. And I see it, and I'm going to tell you guys, man, I got to admit it, but I'll just tell you. I ain't never shot anything and killed something, right? Uh-huh. Ever. Actually, I did. I shot a Blue Jay one time <laughs> on accident. It's illegal in the state of Texas. Yeah. You know that, right? And he, actually, I didn't shoot him. He just, it was like a BB gun. Just pop. It hit him on the chest and he flew off. So, but I'm sitting there and I'm looking at this dog. Yeah. Because this is a coyote, yeah. man. And they're telling me, shoot him. So here's my father-in-law. You see him? And I'm like, I'm looking right at him, dude. Nope. <laughs> and I'm like, why aren't you running? Dude, run. this is your chance. Get out of Get here. Run. And he grabs the gun. Like he's, He grabs the gun. He looks over and he goes, it's right there. T you see him? And I'm like, nope. And he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's going to kill me for saying this. And he says, he's right there. Right to the right. And I'm like, I'm looking right and I see him, man. And it's, it, I paused, dude. Because I, uh, I honestly, yeah. I wanted him to run. <laughs> I seriously I was like, dude, I don't want to do this. And bam, let go. And, and we got him. Dropped Dang. him. We got him, man. But it was like, and I'm telling you, man, it was. Your first shot. First shot. Wow. And it was like the, I don't know, man. I, I, you know, I'm not, you know, I feel good about how, how it all went down. And, yeah. and, and as you learn, and Tyler, you know yeah. this more than anybody. You know, coyotes are, they, they wreck shot. Yeah, yeah. so those land, of you yeah. that, that are not familiar with hunting or are not in the Texas area, so hogs and coyotes are considered, you know, a nuisance. Right. And so you don't even need a license, a hunting license to to kill them just because they cause so much damage to right. agriculture, to livestock. So they really are a nuisance and um, and they're becoming overpopulated. Right. So so they've asked hunters to come in and, and regulate the population because once, you know, I mean, look at here in Frisco, Texas last year, there was three or four wild coyotes that were attacking people mm. in Frisco. So they, it's, it's something that that's, look, I, I get it. Cause you look at it and they, they look like a dog. dog dude. He was a dog. You know, that's what I, I'm looking right nasty, at him too. I'm like, dude, nasty little run. Guys. Yeah. Just go, man. I got you. I'm, I'm trying to help you out. So did you eat him? No, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so here's a question though for you, right? The first time you kill something, then when it's there, did you have a hard time touching it or picking it up? No, we didn't. We just no. kept going. Oh, you just left it. We left. Okay, it. They, right. they, they they just leave them. So it wasn't. Yeah. So it was, it was an unconfirmed kill. No, it was confirmed. <laughs> it, it was you know a confirmed kill because we saw him. We saw him pretty good. Like he yeah. his, he he was yeah. It's yeah. hard for me to so live with his, his traumatized. His other coyote buddies are about to have a had a good lunch. That I know, day. man. All uh, thinking. Yeah. See, that's the disgusting thing about it. Yeah. The coyote buddies are gonna go over and eat them. Yep. Wow. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's disgusting. Yeah. That's a good story. I got another story for you guys. Go. So, one day there was this there was this little boy. We'll call this little boy Daryl. And Daryl, <laughs> Daryl grew up and it was right outside Wait, of Warren Didson. Yeah, yeah. His name is Daryl. Daryl. He, he grew up in the desert, um, right outside of Phoenix, uh, Scottsdale, to be to be specific. 
And little Daryl. <laughs> nothing to do with me. That's <laughs> for sure. That is true. That's not me then. Who is this? And, and little Daryl, you know, he, he, he was a good boy, but he didn't have a whole lot of, lot of guidance in his life. And so he kind of just made decisions that he felt, felt was the right thing as, as he was growing up and, and, you know, going through adolescence and high school and college and all that. And, and Daryl, but, but like I said, Daryl didn't really have a, a, anybody in his life to really show him the way. And so Daryl gets through college, and Daryl gets out of college, and he gets a job. And at this job, Daryl starts doing really, What was that? What are you doing, dude? <laughs> Somebody's phone. Daryl starts doing really well in his job. But again, no guidance. No, he doesn't know how to spend his money. He doesn't really know. So he goes throughout his job, and he, and he, and he makes some friends at this new job. We'll call them Tyson and Billy. Tyson and Billy. <laughs> this is awfully. <laughs> so uh, Daryl, okay. Tyson, and Billy, they're just living their life. They're doing their thing. They're, they're trying to climb up the corporate ladder, ladder. Well, Tyson and Billy didn't have guidance either. Right. And one day they discovered a podcast. And this podcast was called The Darren Woodson Show. <laughs> Not the Daryl Goodson no, Show? Is no, it Darren the Darren Woodson Show. <laughs> okay. And through this show, they learned lots of life skills. They learned all the way from, you know, uh, how you view yourself to what you do with money to all these interviews and great stories. And it was a very impactful podcast on their life. And guess what Daryl, Tyson, and Billy did? What? They shared the podcast with their friends. You know what? <laughs> this, uh, dude, I, this is like that was the Brady Bunch type the, of. So that's what we want you guys to do. That was, he had... <laughs> He had that shitty grin on his face the entire time, and he had that voice was different too, right? Yeah. Like, that was like my story. Like that's voice. the voice I'm going to use on my first date with <laughs> exactly. a girl. Like, just, <laughs> like I started slimy actually. Yeah. So I feel dirty care. after that. Take right? that story like, and apply it to your life. If if you like the show, <laughs> if you found value from we the show, we lost people now. I'm sorry. Share it say. with your friends. Holy smokes! Share it with your friends. Bro. If you don't like the show, then don't share it. But if there, if any of these episodes have spoken to you. If there's anything you've liked about it, share it with people because that's the best way for this thing to grow. Leave us a review. Yes. And I wanted to read one of those reviews because there was a question on there. Uh, and actually an Instagram DM first. I'll read this Instagram DM first mm-hmm. and then I'm going to get to the review. So this Instagram review or uh, DM said, always been a big fan since you got drafted and love seeing your leadership out there leading our defense to be some of the best in the league. I also love the podcast and gives me something else to keep to help keep me motivated and going when times get tough. Please extend my thanks also to the rest of the team that help out on the broadcast and keep up the great work. That's awesome. That's from, uh, I don't know how to say his name, El Chanjuito. Shut what? <laughs> you are C-H-A-N-G-U-I-T-O. I have no idea. <laughs> and he doesn't have a real, he doesn't have a, his name in his bio, but we appreciate that feedback. Oh, no, that is, man. Yeah, that's awesome. That is. And then the next one on Apple Podcast. Somebody asked you a question, so I wanted to bring it to your attention. Uh, the, the subject line, Woodson excels at everything. Great show. Wouldn't expect anything else from my second favorite player of all time. Oh. <laughs> Aikman's his favorite player. And normally good. I would hate on you for that, but Troy yeah. Aikman's he's yeah, a he's lot strong. of people. Yeah, yeah, that's, 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 strong. That's, that's our guy who's been on the show. Yeah, guess. exactly. Yes. Who was your favorite teammate and favorite player growing up? Man, favorite teammate? I, I can't say favorite teammate because I had so many good ones. I mean, Kevin Smith and I came in the first year together uh, in 92. I mean, he was drafted, I think, number 17, and I was in the first round. I was a second-round pick. But he was my roommate for eight or nine of my 13 years in the league. Uh, 
Your roommate? Yeah, I'm a roommate on the road, man. We go on oh. the road or we're in the yeah. dorms when we go to like, training camp. You, you, you always had a, tr- a, a roomie when you went to training camp or whatnot. And I just learned so much about life. Like, you know, I'm from the West. You know, I'm in Arizona. He's out here, in, you know, in Orange, Texas. And, you know, just you just learn different cultures and, and different ways about people. And he was a country boy, had all these country sayings. Man, he was like a slick country boy. How it's, but it was just, just good memories. And then, you know, Brock Marion and I were like, Thick as thieves, uh, you know, rode together all the time. He was like, it was beyond the game. Our families loved each other. Our kids, you know, grew up together. Man, it was, you know, he he's one of my best friends ever. Yeah. Uh, but there's so many. Tony Tolbert's another great friend uh, that I have. Man, it's I can't even tell you, Mac. I got a list of about you know ten or fifteen guys yeah. that I play with that I'm still. To this day, tight weight, to tight with, and I, I'm saying names. I'm not even mentioning names that are probably get pissed off at me because I didn't mention their names. But I mean, just think about the training staff. I'm still, you know, yeah. Tyler, you know this. I mean, we're still tight with the training staff and the equipment mm-hmm. guys and and everybody. So yeah, that's a that's a cool thing about the NFL is it's not just teammates. No, right? Yeah. It's it's the whole organization that you create relationships with that that last a long time. Yeah. Who was, uh, your, yeah. who was your favorite player growing up? They asked as well. Favorite player growing up, now, man. You might be dropping some names none of us have ever heard of. I know. Uh, you know what, man? I used to love watching Ronnie Lott play because yeah. he was so damn good at what he was doing, and he was so passionate about uh, the game. So Ronnie Lott was one. Uh, Walter Payton, man, because I was a running back when I was a kid. Walter Payton was the dude. Yeah. Like sweetness was, mm-hmm. you, you probably don't even know. I mean, I know who was. that is. I never, I can't, but I, I've never seen a highlight just, or anything. You talk Seriously? about, yeah. Oh, you yeah. gotta go back, man. Yeah. yeah. So, Walt Payton, I used to love the way Earl Campbell ran the ball because yeah, Earl, Earl was Campbell like, was. he was a beast. Like, he's probably the toughest running back ever in the history yeah. of the game, man. He makes sausages now. Yeah. 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 Not only sausages, but he does barbecue. Yeah. I think he's a, yeah. a whole line of meat. But, I mean, those, those guys that were extremely physical. Mel Blunt's another one, man. There, there were a lot of great players. Was there a just, football team in Arizona when you were growing no, up? No, so I was no. a Steelers fan growing up, man. I hated right. the Cowboys. Where, were, where did the Cardinals play? come from? Uh, St. Louis. Oh, okay. Yeah. Came Dang, St. My, Louis lost two yeah, teams? I think it was my junior year. They came in uh, okay. to Arizona. I think it maybe sophomore, junior in high school yeah. when they, when they okay. made that, that move. Interesting. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. How about you, Ben? Who, who was my favorite player growing up? Besides me. I can't say I ever heard of you. Uh, <laughs> you know, I really loved watching Sean Taylor. Oh, Sean was a good Sean player, Taylor man. was my yeah. favorite player when he yeah. was playing in the league. Yeah, for he was sure. FSU dude too, right? You're, no, you're, he was Miami. He was in. Oh, that's enemy. right. That's right. Yeah. Miami. That's right. But the way he just roamed the field and yeah. just would—he was like he hit like a linebacker, mm-hmm. but ran like a DB. I mean, right. the dude was. And even his defensive coordinator talks about. Uh, Greg Williams talks about he's the best athlete I ever coached. Right. And Greg Williams is still in the league today. Yeah, he's, he's coached a He lot was of unbelievable. Yeah. Um, tight ends, I think of uh, Jeremy Shockey was also Shockey a favorite was a player. Yeah. Just because yeah. he was just. How much overlap did you have with Shockey? I saw him for a couple of years. Okay. Yeah. Bang on him. Oh. Like, uh, bang. Like, he, the hammer? Bang, the glove. Bro. Oh, I gotcha. Like, you don't want this. <laughs> <laughs> really? Well, and the other thing you. is he he was so just he was good, nasty, bro. too. I, I can tell you the first time, because he was one of the first tight ends when, when he came in, 
he was so athletic. Like, you, yeah. I know you had Tony Gonzalez, yeah. and there were some really athletic tight ends that started to come into the league. But Jeremy had so much, you know, Shockey had so much attitude that came along with yeah. that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It wasn't just, you know, I was going to, he's going to beat you on a route because Tony would beat you on a route and then be like, hey, man, yeah. best friends. Hey, nice guy. And, right, you, know, yeah. uh, you know, Shannon Sharp was, you know, kind of the same. He talked to you throughout the game, but it was never. You know, like the violent side. Jeremy came in. He's just grimy. Was a young guy. Yeah. He, he was just grimy. Dude. Grimy. Yeah, yeah, he talked a lot. Well, of they, shit they now. said at the U, he would if he felt like if he felt like practice wasn't intense enough, he would start a fight mm. just to get people riled yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. that's the intense. mentality he yeah. took. Yeah, all the time. Just wish he would have, you know, had a longer career. Yeah, because he, he, the injuries did him in a little. You bit. You know, another one I liked, which it's kind of weird now to say this because he's. I think he's literally in prison today. Is Kellen Winslow Jr. Mm. was an absolute stud when he was playing. Now, obviously, sad story post football, but right, yeah. he's uh, a UM too. UM he was guy at the too, U, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a stud. How about Ty you, guy? Ty? You talk about uh, some yeah. dude. I, I can't remember his name. Some 49er. Tom Rathman. Tom, Tom Rathman. How do you yeah. not know Tom Rathman? I mean, you could you, you, you not you could put a hundred people down on a line. I wouldn't be able to pick them out. Yeah. You weren't a foot, you weren't a true football fan. I I was a sports fan, like bike riding. Like whatever season it was, that's what I was into. If it was yeah. basketball season, I love basketball. Baseball, but you know, it, whatever. So there wasn't like, yeah, Tom. Yeah, I was. A, I was a, a like a hardcore 49er homer for sure. So it was you know Tom Rathman, Joe Montana, you know Jerry Rice, John Taylor, like mm. that crew, and then transitioned to you know the Steve Young era. Yeah. And, you know, obviously Jerry Rice still, Ricky Waters. Um, like that crew. Um, but yeah, so Tom Rathman, like how Ronnie Lott was to you. And I love Ronnie Lott as well. But um, but Tom Rathman was just, you look at the physicality, you look the way he played the game. And, yeah. yeah, I mean, it wasn't a, you know, it wasn't a sexy position that he played. He didn't get his name called a lot, but he was just like tough as nails. Yeah. And I was one of those guys that I just, I respected. And, and from four years old, like literally had a poster on my wall and it was like of, of Tom Rathman holding the helmet and you don't even know it's him except for the number on the helmet. Right. And his hands bleeding. I mean, one of his, his fingers are broken. And just, I mean, it's like, yeah, that's a, that's a badass right mm. there. And that's what I want. That's how I want to play ball. What was the running back? Uh, uh, Craig. Roger Craig. Roger Craig. Now, yeah. Craig was a monster, yeah, too. Yeah, he was, man. too. Craig's, Roger Craig is not in the Hall of Fame, is he? I don't think so. And and that's I think that's a shame. That's yeah. three, I mean, three remember, titles oh, with that yeah. group. Yeah. yeah. Craig was a, he was nice. Remember Roger Craig. No, you, do you know who Joe Montana is? Joe Montana? <laughs> Wasn't he in the water? He's the greatest <laughs> linebacker in the NFL. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you were not a fan. No. Well, uh, remember, I was born in 87. Yeah. So, and then I didn't even live in the States until 90. You were one of those Tour de France guys. Until 92. Yeah. Soccer was you knew my everybody jam. Else, everybody Soccer was my jam. But yeah, so, I mean, Joe Montana and the. the the Niners dynasty was was done at that point. Yeah. So you missed it. So. I don't really remember football probably until the late nineties. Yeah. You know mm. Troy Aitman and Gosh, man. I remember I remember those Dallas Cowboys 49er games at Candlestick like they were yesterday. Yeah. Like when like the Some NFC games. championship games, man, yeah. like yeah. I remember those still. Randy Moss was also my dog. I used to rock. Randy Moss should have been a cowboy. Day. Yep. Should have been, could have went, you know, the whole yeah, line. Could have, should have went. Yeah. All right, Ben, so what are we, what are we doing today? Uh, you've, you've got, you said you got a game for us. No, uh, we're I not, hope, we don't have time for it. I hope. Uh, okay. We'll do it next time. Okay. That's a good tease, though, yeah. Tyler. Yes, boss. <laughs> yes, boss. <laughs> yeah, we don't have time for it. We so what, what, are we, what are we getting into today, though? So, Tyler and I were talking the other day, and this is, this is a, 
a conversation and a topic that I'm interested. Honestly, I'm interested to see Darren your perspective mm-hmm. on this um, because it's something that I don't feel like you struggle with as much as as maybe I do or maybe Tyler does or other people. But I think hopefully we'll be interested to find out that maybe you do actually struggle with it. Mm-hmm. And it's the concept of self-image or self-perception, how, basically how you view yourself. Yeah. And um, before we get into that, there were some stats that I was reading that's pretty interesting that I want to start off with. So one study conducted a test of, on women. Three out of four said they were overweight. <laughs> Only one out of four really was. After viewing images of fashion models, seven out of ten women felt more depressed and angrier than before. Anorexia nervosa, an eating disorder, has the highest mortality rate of all psychiatric illness. Wow. In advertising, the body type of models, which is portrayed as ideal, is naturally possessed by only 5% of American women. Hmm. Only one out of 10 high school students are overweight, but nine out of 10 are already on a type of diet. Teenagers who engage in unprotected sex, which results in unwanted pregnancy, often have poor self-images. Three more little stats for you. There are fewer cases of men with eating disorders because of the perception that they are women's diseases. Today's media greatly influence the self-image of teenagers. They are told that their value is related to how thin or muscular they are. And then the last one, in a study on self-image maintenance and discriminatory behavior, evidence showed that prejudice develops from a person's need to justify a threatened perception of self. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing, yeah. man. So interesting. A um, couple things, and, and I think just because we don't have, you know, a, a female personality with us, um, uh, it's it's interesting because you would think that that's the case, right? That, that more females struggle with it, which I think statistically it does, right? But I, I would love to discuss more from a, from a male perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and whether it's, self-image or it's, um, you know, body image or, or, you know, how you view, because again, there's a confidence aspect of just like, okay, do I truly know who I am? And, and really do I see the, the quality characteristics that, that I do possess, right. That add value to other people. That's something that I've always struggled with. And, and it was masked more like trying to come out with, you know, as uh, humble, having humility, mm-hmm. right? But the problem was, is that I preached that so much in my head, I did, I believed it, right? And then in the back of your mind, all those people that told you what they thought you should be or what you couldn't do, I, I you start to believe that and you mm-hmm. reinforce it. And then you have this like, oh no, because I, I, you look at the people that are, that are um, overconfident or are um, arrogant and it's like, I want to be so far away from that. But I, you know, I know for me personally, I overcorrected to the self-deprecating side, mm. like where it's like, man, like, nah, I'm not good at anything. I'm not very smart. I'm not, you know, f- I'm not physically attractive. I'm not this. I'm not that. Right. And it swung it, that wait, way. What, at what age was this? Well, uh, so for me, it started, uh, gosh, it started early, honestly, because I had to diet when I was eight years old. I had to lose 25 pounds to play football mm. and I had to lose a minimum of 20 pounds all the way through high school. So I was constantly on a diet and I was constantly you know, again, okay, and, and there's there another article uh, written 
um, uh, by a psychiatrist, you know, talking about body image, but in men, it starts as early. They see it as early as seven. Mm. And, and here's why is what, it, what toys do you play with? Right. As a kid, superhero toys as a boy. Mm, right? right. So what is their body oh, figure, ripped. right? Yeah, to be, to ripped. be, right. yeah. Right. right. To be a hero, you have to be strong. You have to have this sort of image that you've got and anything, anything that relates to soft is weak. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. so whether your body looks that way and then also think about, I was a, a football player and a wrestler. You know, wrestling innately is 100% body conscious because you have to worry about body fat. You have to right. worry about weight. You have to all that. So it's ingrained both of those. And then physically, right, that's the one where you need to carry the most strength. And, and, and how you look can directly – I mean, that was an intimidation factor, right? Like right. the dudes that are jacked in wrestling, it's like, that dude's going to wipe the mat with me. Right. right? Just because he's stronger and he's bigger. And so right, there's always that, like, I'm not strong enough. I'm not big enough. My arms aren't mm. big enough or my neck's not big. You know, all these things. And then football's the same thing, right? You know, like, right. there's guys out there like, dude, that dude is a freak. freak. Yeah. Right? It just ripped. Yeah. yeah. You know? That's true. And so I, for me, it was very early, and it was reinforced by – you know, the outside influence of media and, and sports. And then, you know, it, it was something that I, I'd strive, I mean, still really do struggle with. Cause mm-hmm. I don't think I ever saw myself like, for example, how my wife, th- I think that she saw me. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't know why she would have married me. If <laughs> yeah. She just made all that up, but she like, made she well, we heard did. her on the store talking about you getting out of the, out of the water, yeah, you, you your hair, like slow motion, yeah. Yeah, some music like, playing. The the yeah. 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 So I got a question. If you hadn't played football or uh-huh. wrestling, do you think you would have struggled with that? Did those sports lead to that, that struggle or was it always just something that you I think, I think it built the foundation early, but, but because those, especially in my school, those are the two top male sports. Like it was the best programs that we had was football and wrestling. And so then it, then it related to, as you got older and got interested in girls and, and all mm. that, like the popular kids were the biggest, most fit kids. Like right. that's, that's kind of how it was. So I, I think it just reinforced it later on. I, I, I mean, uh, the kids that didn't play football or didn't wrestle or didn't play baseball or track, I mean, they still struggled with it too. Mm, right. I think that's just our media culture, right? And this unrealistic right. expectation that they put on screen in front of us mm-hmm. of what we're supposed to look like. And and like you said, like, I mean, that is an unattainable 5% of women models, mm-hmm. right? That, that Hollywood or mm-hmm. the media tells us we have to look like, I mean, that's an unattainable, unsustainable, way to live right except for maybe five percent of the right. population that just genetically that's how they are well, well in the fitness world which is a, a background i had it's very prevalent in the fitness world yeah especially as a trainer where your livelihood depends on some some in some ways how you look yeah absolutely 100%. right you can't be yes. a fat slob yeah. and, and expect to grow your training business yeah. the problem is you get in your mind you know and, and social media has enhanced this even more you see these cover shoots and these magazine photos and and these Instagram, and you don't realize that's not how they're walking around 90% of the time. That's right. 90% of the time, they're a lot heavier than that. They're dieting down for those shows. They're airbrushed. Right. So what you're seeing in print isn't reality at all. The problem is that's what you stick in your head. Right. And Tyler, I'm just like you. I've had, and and I told you guys this the other day, still to this day at 32, I have second thoughts about taking my shirt off Mm. at the pool. Mm. It's still in my mind of how I used to look. Mm-hmm. And it was something I struggled with forever. And so on the physical side, it's something I've always, and, and that's, and, you know, you guys call me obsessed. I, I do get obsessed with things 
And honestly, I think part of the reason I still work out so hard is that image that I'm mm, trying that to attain right? or because I still yeah. haven't reached that in my mind. Yeah. The problem is, well, and the other thing fueling that is if I'm a guy that likes to work out and is known as the guy that works out, I better look like I work out. Right. Yeah. But the problem is, unless I take steroids, unless I do some crazy things, yeah. I'm not going to look like right. what I see on Instagram. Right. right. And so it's a weird thing of, well, dude, you work out all the time. Why aren't you, why aren't, why aren't you 2% body fat like those guys? Yeah. But doesn't the thought come in your, mind, in your mind at all? Like, you know, when you work out, how good you feel? Just like well, personally, so that's, how that's, you that's, good. That's, that's where you should thing. be. That's yes. where you should be. Because that's you, where it's thankfully evolving towards. Right. Mm-hmm. Now I've gotten to the point where I, and I think that's going to be the, that will, the point will hammer home later. I've gotten now to the point where I, where I enjoy working out. Right. Like it's fun for me. Mm. I enjoy that struggle. I enjoy that intensity. I enjoy bettering myself in that way. So it's gotten to that. But in the back of my mind, what keeps me waking up every morning is the thought of the look that I'm going after. Wow. Yeah. Huh? And I know that's not right or what I should be, but it's just, that's just honestly, that's the truth. Yeah. That's what keeps me waking up every morning. Yeah. And I mean, it's, the, it's kind of the same, and I put it in the same categories, right? If you're only working to get money, right? Mm-hmm. To make more mm-hmm. money, you're always going to be working for more. And right. it's the same thing when you're working out. If you only work out to look good, right. you're always, you'll get to that point and then you're going to want something more. Right. Okay. Now my shoulders need to be bigger or now my quads need to be bigger or now my neck or whatever it is. Right. Like I need, like you're always going to be chasing something and, and the mindset has to be, I'm working out because I want to feel good and I want to be able to function. I want to be healthy. Right. That is, that is where it needs to go. And I think, I think the fitness industry has evolved because I mean, you look 10 years ago, right. The muscle and fitness, you know, era, yeah. Where it's like all about like aesthetics and that's it. I think fitness now is doing a better job of saying, okay, look, we're going for overall health more right. than we are just looking good. Mm-hmm. Now, look, if you want to get into the shows and you want to get into that, okay, fine. But I think for the most, it, the industry is doing better. I'm not saying it's doing good. I'm saying it's doing better. Do you agree or disagree that, yeah, that no, I, I the totally, overall yeah. health, right? Yeah. And you health, at, health is definitely taking a, more of a front seat than it ever has before. Yeah. But at the heart of it, most people get into fitness for the yeah. looks, for yeah. the look mm. aspect. Yeah, right. yeah. How is this going to make me look? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, that's and true. As opposed to how is this going to make me feel? You know, when I'm thinking about this, what's the first thing I said to you when when we started training? What's the what's the first thing? I want a bigger ass. I want a bigger ass. Is exactly what you, you know, said. And the reason why I said that it was because. As you get older, you start to not be able to build muscle, right? Because right. when I played, my ass would be huge. When you, I, had, you had that donk. I had to donk the donk, right? <laughs> you but, were thick. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the feeling because you're working out every day. You're yeah. young. Yeah. Uh, your show, everything about you is, okay, the workouts are, you know, you're, you're just, you feel powerful the whole night. And then when you get done playing and as you get, as you age, you don't put on that muscle mass. And the one thing I saw with veteran guys that would, or former players when they would come through the locker room, I'd be like, man, they, that dude played? Look at his yeah. ass. Yeah. He has zero ass. How, how the you, hell was how he? How your pants stay up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bro, your back leads straight to the back of your knees. <laughs> exactly. So I always wanted to do legs, like yeah. legs, ass, legs, ass. And, I, and it was because of my mind, I was like, I don't want that look. Right. Yeah. I always want. So the first time I meet Ben, 
Ben says, all right, so, you know, as a personal trainer, he's like, you know, what are we going to do? You know, what's your, you know, what's your main point of emphasis, you know, as far as working out? And I was like, man, I, I, that was literally the first thing you said is I want to build my ass. Dude, I want to keep my ass. That's what I yeah. said to you. I want to keep my ass. I don't want to just lose that. I want to make sure I build it up, blah, blah. And he's right. like, okay, I get you. But that's the perception I have. But I can go back. I think we all go through these, these situations of how do we better ourselves or how do we look better in certain ways. And I can remember when I was a kid, we didn't have any money. And it was my teeth. I, 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 as a kid, I'd always want to, you know, want to do something with my smile mm. and my teeth were like my front couple my front two teeth, you know, were, were not where I want them to be. And I'd always say like, you know, damn, I can't, when I get into college or when I get in a, you know, when I get a job and make a lot of money, I'm going to, I'm going to fix my teeth. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get braces, blah, blah, blah. And I ended up in college going out, getting braces. When I finally got some money, first thing I did was go get braces. I got braces really? twice, senior college, and then my third, and that wasn't good enough. Then my third year in the league, got them again. Because I just wanted, that, that was my thing. I just, that, that, that was the one thing that I wanted to fix. And then when I got done, I had broke my teeth up. I wasn't wearing a mouthpiece in, in, in football. You didn't wear a mouthpiece? I couldn't, man. I had to make all the calls. I had to talk to the, the dumb, yeah. dumbass linebackers. Did, did, and they didn't have the dentist that came in and did no, like they the did custom? the whole deal. I, had to still, always, but dude, even, I, I did all that. They barely I invented a face mask when he was playing. Didn't, they didn't no, have we had all that. Honestly, we, we, did, we had all those special mouthpieces and all, but I still couldn't fully communicate. So I would always take them out, and then I busted my teeth up. And then I went, in the end, again, I said, oh, I'm going to get my, if I'm going to fix these up and get these veneers, then I'm going to make sure they look fucking awesome. Okay, yeah. this is so interesting to me because yeah. you do, you are known for your teeth now. Yeah. Which is, I and never I gave known, it a second thought. No, but I was known back then because I always fixed them up. I mean, dude, I'm a guy, this is how I am about my, my, my teeth, my mouth. At that age, when I was a young kid, I was so paranoid about it. To this day, you keep, my, I, my dentist has made so much money off me, dude. <laughs> I, get, I go get my teeth cleaned yeah. all I'm, the time. So why teeth, though? What, what, that, at that young age, why do you think it was because teeth? Because I thought my mouth was jacked up. Yeah. I just always had this picture in my, my face and I, in my mind just says, I, that's not good enough. I'm, I try, I'm, get I'm trying to go back and find a picture Isn't of you so in, in st- college. Yeah. Like... It, Oh, you gotta dive, dive down, dive. Isn't that so interesting though? Like for you, it was teeth. Yeah. For me, it was you know body fat percentage. For other people, it may be the status of their grades. Right. It's so interesting to me what we choose to focus, like what deficiency we choose to focus on, and mm-hmm. it's obviously it's different for a mm-hmm. lot of people. I mean, we all share, but. I don't, that's crazy to me that teeth was it for you. Yeah. Also, I mean, I can relate to that because I had mine done uh, my first year in the league as well, or after my first year. Um, and and you ask my wife, I figured out how to smile without showing my oh, teeth. I'll say when I was a kid. Hmm. Yeah, I was so, the exact so you, same way when I was a kid. You knew I knew how to because yeah, I, mine were like misshapen and it yep. was like you know yeah. So I stuck out. I had like gaps. Yeah. So where does that come from then? Where do we think this comes from? This again, this, that's a media, right? Because anal, because you look at Hollywood, right? Everybody for the most part, right? Like oh, they've got perfect teeth, teeth, right? Yeah. Like oh yeah. Because I think, and I think for you, and, and and correct me if I'm wrong here, but 
Uh, also, you know, a sign of wealth is if your teeth are, are Absolutely. good, right? Like yes. he's doing well, right? Mm-hmm. Because you look at you look at the impoverished areas, right? It's typically they don't have the resources or time to go to a dentist, get their teeth cleaned, yep. get get the uh, uh, you know the braces or the Invisalign or whatever, right? And that's a sign. That's like you look at like England back in the day, right? Oh, the yeah. poor people had nasty like yeah. yellow teeth, like that's what it was. So it is a sign of of pro- not prominence. What's the you know what I mean yeah, of class? Of, yeah, yeah, of yeah. class. If yeah. your teeth are are really nice, yeah. and we I didn't have that resource when I was a kid either. I mean, we do. We didn't. Have, I mean, yeah. I, I can't tell you when I was a kid how many times I begged my mother for braces. That, just the opposite of any Did other. Somebody kid. make fun of yeah. you. Most as a kid? of kids. No. Did no. people make fun of you? No. It's so just, just something so, that. Yeah. I'm just so. I just didn't like yeah. my teeth. So she was like, "Hey, well, you know, when you get old enough, baby, you're fine. Right? Yeah. Now. You're yeah. good. Yeah. But when you get old enough and you start making some money, you yeah. go ahead and, do, and fix your teeth. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> you said that. That's exactly what's going to go down. It's yeah. going down. Yeah. So like that's it. it yeah, so I mean, I, I guess the driver in all this is what do other people think about us? Yeah, yeah. which is why we we are so self conscious about our image. Yeah, it's, it's how do we impress other people? I don't know. I'm just here's I'm the other thing. To, there's so many the aspects too. I mean, just from a, and and again, I'm just throwing it out there. But it's also to just what we think of ourselves. And if Absolutely. we think if we think negatively about ourselves before someone else does, then we're not going to be surprised. So we're just going to beat you to it by already being hypercritical of ourselves. And right. I think that's that's a defense, you know, mechanism. And I think that it's we a have. confidence thing, man. I mean, I, I, to me, it's like you know, there's certain things you do. To this day, I, I work out and I want to you know do accomplish things in a weight room because there's it's a confidence builder for yeah. me. It's mm-hmm. not so much about what everybody's thinking about me. It's what I'm thinking, like you said earlier, Tyler. It's what I think about myself, mm-hmm. and 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 for me now, it's how do I feel as good as I possibly can? Because I'm past the point of you know I'm I got to look this good or I got to do that and do this. I, I'm done impressing people, man. I, and that's been since I was like 35. I got past that point. It's about how do I become the best that I can possibly be without the outside world t- judging me for my, my deficiencies? Because we're all, if you look at anyone, there's a problem. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, honestly, if, I, if, if we went to Hollywood and actually saw, because how many times, again, I worked at ESPN. Yeah. I ran across a lot of actors and actresses and all that, and you would see them in person and you go, that what? Uh, yeah, really? That's yes. You know, it's a I didn't totally know you were four eleven. See, they do. <laughs> Watch yourself. So. Yeah. So, when do you think that was it? A conscious shift for you? To you said at thirty five, you stopped thinking about. Yeah, you shifted it from what others think to what you think. I just wanted to get better for me, yeah. not for everyone else. And I think once you get to that point where you can get to a point in your life where you're, when you start to think about, you know, if you want to be competitive with yourself, that's awesome. Yeah. I think you should be competitive with yourself. If you feel like, man, I need to lose some more weight. What's wrong with you wanting to lose a little bit more weight? Mm-hmm. I think it, it gets a little scary when people, you know, and I, I think this is a little bit when you start talking about, you know, you know, like girls who who you know go through that, yeah. that point of what do they call it uh, like eating, eating having eating disorders yeah. and all that and now it's mental that's you know that's a different deal but you know for me it's as I got older I just wanted to be competitive with myself not yeah. so much a problem just this is what I want I want to feel good yeah I think for this conversation we're leaving it at there's not an actual 
mental issue. It's yeah. just more of yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, we're not yeah, yeah. We're not trying to be yeah. experts here. No. So, but so but the superficial. Think, yeah, and your your point about running into actors, actresses that we see that like we're comparing ourselves to. One of the things I think being that's been really cool and having been around a lot of these people you know, to recognize it, they're also just people too. Mm -hmm. So be very careful comparing yourself to what you see on Instagram, what you see on TV, what you see in the movies, what you see on that. Because here's the problem is that that is not real, right? It's doctored up. It's edited. It's this, that's not a, so like you said, it's not a sustainable, like when, um, uh, Bradley Cooper bulked up for American Sniper or, you know, uh, Henry Cavill got shredded for Superman. Like th- those, those are not sustainable things when we see them and then we compare ourselves. And it's and even if you're, even if you're looking at someone that, you know, that, that that's personal, uh, you know, in your personal circle, like you may look at them, but you don't know what's going on in their head and, and right. likely they're struggling with the same things yeah. that you are. So just be very careful comparing yourself to anybody else because being around the Romos and the Matt Fortes and the Arian Fosters and I mean, like they're just guys. Yeah, they're yeah, exactly. just guys. And you know what? Again, everyone has some type of deficiency. Yeah. Whether it be physically or mentally or what. How many people have you seen that? Man, that's that so-and-so is beautiful. But then yeah. you're like, crazy yeah that, that uh, dude or chick is cr- absolutely yes. crazy i mean everyone has these deficiencies so stop comparing yourself yeah. to those that you you know and try to match match yeah. up to them how do you st- how do you stop though because it's easy to say within be careful about comparing yourself yeah. hey you, stop comparing yourself how do you do within that? dude i think you got to start from within i mean if you if there's a couple of things that you want to to get accomplished then i mean what's I, I guess what I would say was, what's the difference from you at the, at jo- at the job? Like, you want to get better at certain things, right? Mm-hmm. What is the difference between doing that and then, you know, taking on that that part of you? I, first of all, I could always always say this. My mom used to always tell me this, and I've told you guys this before. She said, there ain't, ain't nobody going to love you like you. And there's a part of you that has to really love yourself. You have to love yourself, mm-hmm. man. If you if you're like on the fence of, do I really care about myself? Do I really love myself? I mean, then then it's that's hard to deal with. But but you have to physically, mentally love yourself for who you are. Yeah. yeah. And that's when things start to change. What are some ways to build that self love? So, yeah. So Look I, in the mirror and just tell yourself, <laughs> damn, damn, dude, I'm, you fine. Okay, you fine. <laughs> I think, I think though, too, is, as you said, look, if you've got goals and there's something that you want to do, do it. Like, don't let it stop. But don't make a list of 15 things and then try to attack all of them. Pick one or two things, improve. Like, again, build that confidence. I can, I can achieve this. If it's, hey, I got to lose 10 pounds. All right. So don't say I got to lose 10 pounds this week. Don't say I got to lose 10 pounds this month. Like, okay, the next eight weeks, that's going to be my goal is to do it right. And do, do the little things right, right, right? And pick little manageable goals. That, again, we talk about celebrating wins. Give yourself the opportunity to celebrate yourself for achieving a goal. Like, dream big, for sure. Don't set the set the bar too low. Because, I mean, you know, I'd rather, rather you, uh, you know, miss by aiming high than hit your goal when you're aiming low. Right. Right? And right. so, you know, set it high, but also set yourself up to, to stack these wins and get confidence and then identify just a couple things. Don't, don't, 
say, okay, hey, I gotta, I gotta, um, you know, get my masters. I gotta lose thirty yeah. pounds. I gotta complete a marathon. Um, I gotta learn how to code. I gotta. I mean, don't like throw these unrealistic goals out in front of yourself because, again, then you're just gonna validate. You no, know, man, I, I don't want to get like you know spiritual on on podcast but there's so much to do with faith 100 in this man i mean honestly there, there's so much to do because physically we we just just the body is it's never going to be perfect mm-hmm. you're never going to think that those things are perfect but you know if you can get right with self uh, and and i'll say it like spiritually that's where i am and i just want to get there like there was no one perfect other than that one that walked the earth mm-hmm. right that was it and that's the only way i can look at things because I feel like if you're get if you get in that place spiritually, that's when you're, you're, you're free from all the other mm-hmm. BS that's out there. Right. But you, you gotta find, I don't yeah. know how to, how to get there. I can't tell you that, yeah. but I think that's where freedom comes is when you can get there spiritually. Yeah. That's a whole nother podcast. That's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. Being able to recognize it. Like, okay, look, I'm here for a limited time. I'm not going to worry about being perfect. I'm not going to worry about this. Like, Focus on just feeling good yeah. mm-hmm. and doing what what makes you feel good and function better, so that the time that you have here that is very limited yeah. is is you know you can live it the way that we were designed to live it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sitting here thinking, tangibly speaking, if I'm somebody that's struggling with this, and I do struggle with this, what I've heard you guys say so far is number one, realize that nobody's perfect. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got their deficiencies, their flaws, despite what they show on the internet, despite what they show in magazines. Number two. Um, Tyler, what you were talking about is, uh, that, sorry, that was distracting. <laughs> number two, uh, I just totally went blank on what I was saying. Come on. What did you say number two you was? You know, we were watching the game. Yeah, he all over Tyler Tyler was like, two, watch two, a, couple, <laughs> couple, a couple goals. Just pick a couple yeah, goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get some yeah. small wins. Yeah. That's number two. So number one, realize nobody's perfect. Number two, get some small wins. I think number three, another thing is shift the focus from what you do yeah. to who you are. Yeah. Yeah. So I am not uh, a personal trainer or this, that's what I do. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm a father. I'm a husband. I'm a friend. Yeah. Start thinking about things that, that make you who you are as right. opposed to, because I used to, as a, as a kid growing up, I used to get my worth from, I had to be the best athlete yeah. and I never was the best athlete. So it was yeah. a stupid thing to try to put myself worth into mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was constantly chasing that. Yeah. And so I think that's, that's one of the things that, that I still resonates with me is, how do I shift the focus from the things that I'm trying to accomplish to the things that I already am? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it you, does. Yeah, that's it does. true. And the other makes, thing too is, is, I mean, don't think that everyone else cares. Right. Like if you're about to go to the yeah, school, that's true. another thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like yeah. not everybody, you're not going to ruin everybody's <laughs> right. day if you take your shirt exactly. off at yeah. the pool. Nobody cares. <laughs> right. And like we spend so much time stressing about that. Like, oh my gosh, what's everybody think? Nobody cares. Yeah. It's almost honestly. like doing a speech. Yes. Like, that's exactly right. People aren't even listening to yeah. what the hell you're saying. <laughs> yeah, like you two watching the TV right now. <laughs> yeah, okay, that, that catch that, over there was ridiculous. I'm no, that's sorry. a great point though, That I'm and I'm glad you said that because – at the end of the day, the stuff you say in your head, yes. nobody, nobody, everybody's yeah. worried about themselves. Yeah, they're not exactly worried about, about you, you. Exactly. Right. Yeah. They're, they're not worried about you. And stop yeah. taking, you know, like advice or, or get, getting your confidence from other people. That's the problem. Yeah. Don't get your confidence from yeah. other people. I mean, when you got to rely on that's them good. to tell you, Oh God, and build you up. That's bull crap. Man. Yeah. I mean, you, you got to, again, love yourself, man. Yeah. It starts with self. Cause once you love yourself, man, then you can start pouring that into other folks. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, everyone listening, one. you're beautiful, you're perfect. No, uh, just keep true. being you. <laughs> you're perfect the way that you are. 
man. <laughs> no, actually, that's real talk, yo. though, man. I'm I'm serious because this again. I we started the show off, and and I told you guys I went hunting, and didn't didn't really shoot anything for the first day and a half. But there's so much reflection in quiet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really does. It gives you. It puts things in perspective to think that this is like I only have about 20 some 30 35 years left mm-hmm. on this earth man you know why why would i judge myself i mean i'm not to judge myself mm-hmm. man. just go and yeah. enjoy the moments that we have right? right well and, right. and tag along with that the, the last thing i was going to say was gratitude yeah being thankful you're thankful because yeah. yeah. you, you it, it shifts the focus away from what you don't have to what you do see that's a whole but you're gonna go down right. that whole spiritual <laughs> yeah. line man like, you're right that's well, a not, it doesn't even have to, it, and honestly yeah. yeah it is for us it is spiritual yeah. but you don't have to believe in god to be no. thankful right yeah right it's true, it, it, true. It, being thankful for what you have like i said shifts that focus away mm-hmm. from what you don't have so i'm th- it can be something as dumb as you know i'm thankful for my house i'm thankful for my cars i'm mm-hmm. thankful like the things that you have that are i'm thankful for my wife right all those things have, that that to me has helped shift over time is when I realize how good I have it right. yeah. and how well off we really are, and that shifts my thoughts away from that that negative self image that we have. Right. So, anyway, well, the Cowboy game is about to start, so we got to roll. Let's well, thank you, everyone. Appreciate you guys. Yeah. Thanks for being transparent, because you know, Darren. I mean, there's nothing wrong with him. You just look at him. Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Thanks. Appreciate you.